Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to Sports Nothing But Sports with Kent Sterling for Monday, February 17th, 2020. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist I've ever gone to. He's been my dentist for the last 26 years. I know Dr. Mike O'Neill, and I'm telling you, there's nothing he cares more about in his life other than his family than your teeth. He'll take great care of them. Call him at 317-849-2933. Now let's talk about Indiana basketball. I don't want to talk about Indiana basketball. I'm tired of talking about Indiana basketball. I'm tired of listening to other people talk about Indiana basketball. But I got to tell you, it is a great source of annoyance for everybody who follows Indiana basketball, anybody who ever spent time at Indiana University or graduated from Indiana University is thinking about IU basketball right now, and they're trying to figure out what the hell is the problem with Indiana basketball in light of the loss yesterday by 24 in Ann Arbor to the University of Michigan. I don't know what the answer is, but I will tell you this from experience, that when employees, staff, players, a roster, whatever, whatever group you want to talk about, when they are exhibiting consistent bad behavior, not being competitive, you look at the culture. And the culture is driven by accountability. And either players or employees are held accountable or they're not held accountable. And if they're not held accountable, you get the kind of team that you're willing to tolerate. That's what's going on, it looks like, at Indiana University. As we watched yesterday, it's kind of like, okay, you know what? Do something else, for the love of God. Okay, you want to hedge a ball screen? Go ahead and hedge. Hedge all day. But you've got to recover or do something different. And that's a little bit on the tactics of basketball, but it's also up to the players a little bit to adjust what they do. You cannot peel off shooters in the corner. You can't put a foot in the lane and leave a shooter in the corner open, especially if he's a 42% three-point shooter. You can't do that if you want to be successful. You've got to think your way through the game, and you've got to compete during the game. If you're going to play and if you're not going to compete and you're not going to think then there's a coach there that's what the coach does sure he implements or she implements strategies that maybe you know bring the the qualities the positive qualities of a team to bear in a contest like basketball sure that happens but what you've also got to do is you've got to make sure that there is a level of effort and a level of commitment and collective consciousness between the players that is required in order for them to maintain their place on the floor. And we haven't seen that. What we've seen from Indiana is a consistent rotation regardless of the effort being exerted by the players who are in that rotation. And I just don't understand that. I understand. I do get that there are 11 guys on scholarship. And I understand that Archie likely doesn't want to play the walk-ons meaningful minutes during a game against guys who might wind up 
playing in the NBA. The, the disparity in talent between an NBA guy and a walk-on is stark. So I understand. I understand the way it is, and I understand that Archie did not fill the last two scholarships, and I agree with that decision. I agree with the decision to have 11 guys on scholarship. It keeps more scholarships available for next year. I like it. I'm all good with it, okay? But what you've got are you've got a roster filled with guys who are not putting out. And so there's got to be a consequence available to the coach to enforce a level of activity and a level of commitment from the guys who are on the team. And if it takes shooting a guy, if it takes firing somebody, you know what I mean? Saying, hey, you no longer have a scholarship. Get the hell out of here. You have forfeited your right to be an Indiana Hoosier. I got no problem with that if that causes a positive result among the other guys left behind, among those who are going to stay at Indiana. I have no problem with that. I don't like the idea of creening. I don't like that. That that doesn't work for me necessarily. But you've got to leave open the opportunity for a coach to build a culture based on you deserve to be here or you do not deserve to be here. And I think that there are guys playing today for Indiana who do not deserve to be there. And the the alternative for Archie Miller in making them unable to be there and taking away that scholarship, I think that's an effective tool. I think that's a good motivator. If all you've got is, hey, you're going to run gassers for a little bit uh, longer, you're going to watch film and you're not going to enjoy it because you played like garbage, that clearly to this point, whatever those consequences have been, they are not getting the job done. And because they aren't, you've got you to raise the stakes until finally you get the attention of your roster. And if by raising the stakes you can't get the attention of your roster, then you are the problem and you need to go. I don't think we're there with Archie Miller, but Archie Miller has got to do something different to generate a different result on Wednesday night at Minnesota. Because if they play the same level of garbage basketball Wednesday night... Fans are going to lose their minds. And the players, more importantly, the players are going to allow an opportunity to dance right past them rather than engage it and embrace it. That's what happens when you've got accountability. People embrace the challenge. And at Indiana, that hasn't happened for a really long time. There has been no meaningful accountability at Indiana for, what, 12 years since Dan Dockich was the head coach and he was running guys off because they didn't deserve to wear the Indiana uniform? It's been a long time. Look at Tom Crean. We can talk about Tom Crean all you want. But Tom Crean, when Honor Mascara Perea, 48 hours shy of a game against Purdue, is out at, what was he arrested, at 3.20 in the morning for a DUI, and he was suspended for two games? Are you kidding me? This is not accountability. That is a system and a culture allowed to run amok. And then finally, Michael McRobbie, the president at Indiana University, got involved. You think Fred Glass wanted that to happen? I guarantee you he did not. You think Tom Crean wanted that to happen? No. So what did they do? That was the consequence that was necessary for Indiana athletics to say, all right, we can't have this kind of crap anymore. We can't have guys getting DUIs, for God's sake, at 3.20 in the morning. Thank God nobody got hurt, but if somebody did, the next time, it's on us. And it isn't going to be on us. I worked for a great boss 
once. A guy named Tom Severino worked for him for 15 years. And what Tom always said, if you've got somebody on your staff who's made a mistake, you need to correct that mistake. And if you don't do it the way you need to do it to make sure it doesn't repeat and it repeats, then that mistake is on you. The third mistake, because you didn't get it correctly or corrected, the third mistake's going to be on me. That mistake's never going to be on me, he said. And, and so you knew what that meant, that if you can't manage your own people, you're going to get fired. And that's where we are with Archie Miller right now. A lot of people on social media, a lot of people on message boards thinking that Archie Miller is not the right guy, not because he can't coach, but because he can't lead. And these are different things, right? Coaching to me, it, part of coaching is kind of getting the dry erase board and drawing something up. Here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to adjust. What leading is, is making sure that your people are being held accountable for their missteps and that those missteps don't happen again. They don't recur. You're, getting, you're nipping it in the bud, like Barney Fife used to say, right? Nip it in the bud. That's what you're doing with these guys. And if you're unable to nip it in the bud, you know what? Then there's got to be a change in that position. And Indiana is playing the same kind of haphazard basketball that it has played for the previous three seasons and this one. I thought one of the good things about Archie Miller was he was going to bring a culture to Indiana. I didn't think that it was going to take three years to instill that culture because it shouldn't take three years to instill that culture. What's going on at Nebraska? You watch what's happening at Nebraska because Fred Hoiberg like fired everybody and those he didn't fire left. He's got one guy left from Tim Miles' team last year, one meaningful rotational player left. And you know what's going to happen? They're going to get really good. And they're going to get good quickly because Fred Hoiberg is not playing around. Archie Miller tried to do it a different way. He tried to take Tom Crean's guys and have that team evolve into a a group that he could work with and that he could get the most out of. That has not happened. And because of that, people are looking at other guys. They're looking at John Beeline, who is likely to separate from the Cleveland Cavaliers maybe before the end of All-Star break, of the All-Star break. John Beeline may be the former head coach with the Cleveland Cavaliers. All right, and, and so you've got people on Twitter, people elsewhere, saying, hey, does anybody realize that John Beeline's 67 years old? Well, let me tell you. All right, and I'm not saying that John Beeline is necessarily the guy, but I'll tell you this. He, he is not disqualified by his age being 67. Listen to these coaches and their ages, okay? And you tell me how many of these guys you wouldn't take right now if you were building a college basketball program from scratch. I'm not saying necessarily at Indiana. Bob Huggins is 66. Tom Izzo's 65. Beeline's 67. Beheim's 75. Roy Williams is 69. Coach K, 73. Leonard Hamilton down at Florida State, despite his youthful visage, is uh, is 71. Mike Bray is 60. Jim Laranaga is 70. Bob McKillop is 69. Lon Kruger is 67. Kelvin Sampson is 64. Bruce Weber is 63. Ben Howland, 62. Jay Wright's 58. We used to think of that as old. 58's a new 38, baby. Uh, Rick Barnes is 65. John Calipari is 61. What you need out of a coach isn't like a youthful, sprightly guy. 
What you need in a coach is somebody who's going to hold players accountable and earn their respect. And what it seems like is that the players don't respect Archie Miller. Archie Miller doesn't respect the players. The players don't really respect each other. And that is a problem. And when you've got that level of of cultural chaos, you're going to have a hard time winning basketball games through playing 40 minutes of really good work, right? Of really consistent effort for those 40 minutes. Even when Indiana beat Iowa last week, Indiana didn't play altogether that well. You can see a lot of things that Indiana did well, especially when it was up 18 in the second half. They're just throwing the ball away. And that is a tragedy. What we've learned in watching basketball over a long time, here in this state especially, where basketball's king, right? We love football, too. We love bas- uh, baseball. We, we enjoy soccer. We like hockey. We like all these games. If you've got a, score, a scoreboard and a clock, I'm in. Or in the case of baseball, no clock but like nine innings, I'm in. I'll watch inning. I'll go watch a track meet. For God's sake, I love WNBA basketball. I'll watch the Indiana Fever all day. I will watch literally everything where there's the context of competition. Anyway, in Indiana, we love basketball best. And we think about basketball a lot. And when we see basketball being played poorly for no good reason, we take it personally. And that's what's going on at Indiana. One of the things that I don't understand about Indiana University as a, as a whole entity and as an athletic department in the microcosm is that you don't need Indiana guys. We've got to go outside the university to go get somebody and plug them into Indiana because people from outside must be somehow superior to people on the inside. Fred Glass, an Indiana graduate, a graduate of the Indiana University Law School as well. He was hired uh, more than a decade ago to become the athletic director. Other than that, Michael McRobbie, I, what school is he from? I don't know. Why didn't Indiana, when it had an opportunity, kind of build from within a person who could be the president of the university? Why didn't Indiana think, hey, you know what? Hiring within the program might be the way to go. It did initially, but it did it in an awkward way. When Bob Knight got fired, they hire Mike Davis. Mike Davis wasn't an Indiana guy. He had coached at Indiana for a little bit, but he's an Alabama guy, for God's sake. Why didn't they go outside to, to another program to hire back an Indiana guy? Why is that never an option at Indiana? I just don't understand it. That's not to say that Archie Miller isn't the right guy or that we don't look at Archie as maybe the guy who's going to solve this problem rather than a guy who's going to perpetuate it, that could happen. I think that Indiana is going to be better next year. I think they're going to improve. With every class that Archie Miller installs and recruits and installs at Indiana, I think Indiana is going to take a step forward. I don't know why we have to wait, though. To tell you the truth, I don't know why you can't just, if you've got a cultural problem, a source of disharmony within that locker room on that roster, I don't know why you don't say goodbye to it. And I don't know who that person would be, but whoever that person is or whoever those people are, and I guarantee you they're down there. Because that's how Indiana plays. Indiana is a dysfunctional, disconnected basketball team. And if you can find the source of that dysfunction, and you allow it to continue to exist within your locker room, then you are failing 
that program and you are failing to build a culture that is going to provide success at your university in a number of ways. I'm not just talking about wins and losses. I'm talking about being an educational kind of fulcrum for the kids who are part of that team and who can learn that it is about harmony. It's not about liking each other necessarily off the court. It's not about being buddies, okay? But it is about pulling on the same end of the rope and understanding that you're you're all existing within this ecosystem for the betterment of one another. It's about, to make it really, really simple, it's about listening instead of talking. Good leaders listen as well as talk. And Indiana doesn't do either of them. You don't, they don't talk, they don't listen, either to each other or to Archie Miller. You can see it in Archie's behavior on the sidelines. Archie is clearly frustrated. There is no worse feeling in the world than to be in a position of leadership and understand that your leadership is unwelcome from the people you manage. This is true in business. It's true in sports. You've got to get control of that. That feeling of frustration, for me, and I've had that feeling with uh, programming departments at radio stations that I've led, you kind of, you got this unease, this pit in, in your stomach that is, is just a source of, it's not pain, but it's almost like queasiness. And you understand, all right, well, I'm, I don't have control of this thing. I got to get control of this thing. And it takes a minute to figure out that that feeling communicates, all right, this thing's a little bit out of control. And that is how I feel frustrated. I don't get frustrated a lot. So when I got frustrated and I felt that, I was like, oh, well, that's weird. So you have a meeting or with one person or several, and you hash things out. You lay out your expectations, and you hold people accountable toward those expectations. This is really, really simple. This is not calculus. This is basic math. This is what I expect. And if you don't deliver what I expect, then you forfeit the right to work here. And that's it. You can do it with employees. You can do it with kids on a basketball team. In fact, you have to do it with kids on a basketball team because if you don't, their educational experience as members of your basketball team will be corrupted by your inability to educate them as to the need to be led and to comply. And when you look at a basketball culture that works, you see that. You see that they understand, those players understand that they need to play in harmony. Not in disharmony, but in harmony. And if they do that, they're going to find a way to succeed. That gives them the best way to succeed. Then, at the very least, if they get beat, it's a talent chasm that exists between the two teams on that given day. And that happens to everybody. Nobody's going to go undefeated. It's been back to 1976 since Indiana went defeated, the last undefeated team in in Division I college basketball. And, And it may never happen again. But that's the thing, all right? You want to remove all the potential sources of losses that you can. And so that's what you do right? You, you set expectations, you hold people accountable to it, and at least at that rudimentary level of culture building, you're not going to cost yourselves wins or a season. 
it's going to be because on that given day you weren't as good a basketball team or you didn't make one more shot than the opponent made and you can live with that what you can't live with is what we saw yesterday out of Indiana and that is Indiana playing bad disconnected basketball more often than they played good basketball that's a coaching failure it's a failure of the players on the floor in that moment it's a failure of the practice tempo it's a failure at every level when you lose a game like that and people have to be held accountable for it and it's clear that that's not being done that's what's got to happen and I, I hope Archie Miller is at Indiana for 25 more years And I hope that Indiana pivots either right now before they get up to Minneapolis and St. Paul for uh, the game on Wednesday night and that it keeps pivoting, right? And, And that next year is a little bit better than this year and the year after. Then they finally get home with guys who are just Archie Miller guys, guys that he has recruited as he continues to do a really good job of recruiting the state of Indiana, which I think is absolutely critical to Indiana succeeding. Anyway, it is incredibly frustrating. If you're an Indiana fan, I get your frustration. I feel you. And I I guess we're just all going to have to go through this together. Archie Miller's going through it. The guys in the locker room, you can bet your ass that they're not any happier about it than you are. But it's in their power to figure this out. And what Indiana needs is, and I don't know who it is, but somebody's got to go. Somebody's got to go. And they got to go right now. Leave somebody at home. Don't take them up to the Twin Cities to play the Golden Gophers. And and let's see if those 10 guys can find their way to Harmony. All right? And let's see if, if somehow, some way, this thing can get back on the track because they were, the players were held accountable to their level of behavior. This is now. But I'll tell you this. It was a coaching or it was a player problem. Now it's a coaching problem because the coach has had three years to get this crap right and hadn't done it. So you you got to figure that out post haste. No, you know if you expect Indiana fans to be patient to the tune of five years, for God's sake, you're out of your mind. That isn't going to happen. And nor should it happen. We can't just sit here and say, well, you know, he doesn't have his own guys and he's only had two recruiting classes. To hell with that. Either take control of this team or you are failing as a coach. Nobody gets five years. Nobody. Like this notion that five years is the magic number and that every contract needs to have a full contract buyout. If a person is fired before that five years expires, like is the case with Archie Miller. Here's the thing. If I was the AD, I don't know that I'd be able to hire anyone because this would be how the negotiation would go with a new coach. We're going to pay you $4 million a year, but I can fire you anytime I want. There's going to be no buyout. If you can't find your way clear to accept this position as an educator and basketball coach at $4 million a year without a buyout that's going to put $15 million in your pocket, if you don't do your job well enough, and if you don't trust me to assess you as a coach at a high level, to hell with you. We don't want you as a coach. There is no way I would enter into that agreement. I'd hire Dane Fife. 
before and Dane Fife is not going to need that kind of buyout to become a head coach at a place rather than an assistant coach at Michigan State. That is not Dane's not going to walk into the office or have his agent on the phone say, "Hey, we need a substantial buyout." You know, because if if Dane can't do the job quickly, then we don't want him held responsible. Despite the fact he's making four damn million dollars a year, he ain't going to say that. And I'm not providing it as an athletic director. I don't know how that stuff works. I have never been on the athletic director end of a negotiation, but there is no way that I would guarantee seven years of money, and if a guy is incapable of doing his job at a high level before the end of the fifth year. I'm just not doing it. Anyway, that sport's nothing but sports. I could go on forever. Absolutely furious about Indiana basketball. And and being patient, that is, uh, you know what? I'm pretty good at it under normal circumstances. And I'll tell you the truth. Three years in, I, I think it's time to see the fruits of Archie Miller's labor. Am I wrong? Tell me on Twitter. At me. At Ken Sterling. I welcome all your thoughts. Bring it. Uh, Tomorrow morning, Breakfast with Kent on Facebook Live at 8 o'clock, straight up. And then at about 8.15 on Twitter and on Periscope. It's a show so nice we do it twice. I'll talk to you then. Tomorrow, we got the the Purdue game there at Wisconsin. It's a big game for the Boilermakers and for the Badgers. Wednesday, Indiana, Minnesota. Prior to that, You've got uh, the Butler Bulldogs playing a huge Big East game. We'll see what they're able to do at Seton Hall. Talk about all that coming up tomorrow morning. Breakfast with Ken brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Give them a call, 317-849-2933.